The following podcast is a Boys in the Basement production. To find out more, visit us at www.boysinthebasementpodcast.com. Welcome to episode 59 of the Boys in the Basement podcast, coming to you from the subterranean wonderworld in the middle of Hampshire. What a show we have lined up for you today, as we always do, because we put time, effort, and all of our energy into pairing good quality and award-nominated content for you all to listen to. Listening to me, that's Mr. Parton here, your host, some would say your favourite host, and I would join you in that assumption, because I am everybody's favourite. Next to me in the tin of quality streets, uh, the tweet that might not be everyone's favourite, but still loved by the older generation, is the one and only Mr. Swan. Good evening, Mr. Parton. Hello, everyone. I'm Older re- generation. Yeah, I got a bit garbled there. I thought my teeth were going to fly out across the room. They were going at such a velocity, so I had to just think what came into my head, and I imagined it was like a toffee penny. I can't, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I the- like a toffee penny. Right, and sat next to Mr. Swan is the one and only strawberry cream. The one sweet that no one likes, and no one really knows why that sweet has persevered all these years in a world of minstrel celebrations and roses. It is the one and only Mr. North. I'm a massive fan of strawberry cream. I know. I really like the strawberry cream as well. Oh, God. Well, I detest that strawberry cream. Why dark chocolate and strawberry? What's that about? I feel a bit strawberry today. I'm a bit, I'm a bit burnt. <laughs> yeah, you are sunburned. And it's great that you brought that up because you do look like a massive cherry that's been hideously Although, embarrassed. I haven't obviously been wearing a vest because up here it's very pale. Oh, God. This uh, is good for radio. This is horrible yeah. what I'm witnessing here. Your pasty white pins being yeah, exposed. Exactly. So, where have you been to be in the sun, Mr. North? I went to a local fate and watched some. Fa- <laughs> I watched the. The, the the normal things you get at a fate where you're sat on a straw bale, a bit of uh, karate. Uh, what? A bit of, <laughs> yeah, a bit of, someone smashing some tiles. You know when they smash tiles between... A, a normal they, fate? Yeah. What is the this, the Bruce Lee tribute yeah. event? But actually, to make it more exciting, he set light to the tiles before hitting his hand. What? I thought, Wait, I thought you went to Milan. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> like, yeah, that's it the tiniest, Milan. sleepiest, most boring little village there is oh. but it's lovely careful. it's yeah, very nice careful. yeah <laughs> and after this came the like heavy horse show the vintage tractors doing a little circle round yeah that's always popular yeah followed by the falconry that's always good wow what a day you've had was apparently there a... I was so impressed by the falconry I was open mouthed with excitement <laughs> <laughs> a gog at the world around you yeah. was there a human fruit machine again no oh that was brilliant <laughs> what's that I can't remember I don't know you went to a fate where oh, that's that was women, the one that we went to three women had apples under their Pinny or something yeah. like no, that. They had they had about four different types of fruit, didn't they, under their pinny, yeah. and they each pulled one out at the same time. <laughs> and if they pulled out the same three, you hit the jackpot. It was amazing. <laughs> wasn't it? I can't believe it wasn't followed up at this fate. To be fair, oh, but what a fate you've been at, and what a show it's going to be today. Here we are. Might as well bring it back to the show where we're at. episode fifty nine, Boys in the Basement Podcast. www.boysinthebasementpodcast.com. You can also see us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash bitbuck podcast is what it is and we're on YouTube and places like that just google it because actually we come up quite heavily on Google now if you just type in boys in the basement I'll do that yeah please do and fans yeah. make sure you do as well uh, we are joined in the basement today it's not just us three loafing about noofing around fingering ourselves as we often do with us we've got four <laughs> talented you may call them human beings you may call them musicians but we are going to call them uh, the Sophie Jameson band <laughs> <laughs> hello guys how are you hello hello hey. Hello, there's four people there. Would you like to introduce yourself one by one? Um, Creeping death and all that. I'm Sophie. Hello, Sophie. Hello. Amos. Amos. Liam. <laughs> Alex. Hey, there we go. Now, I feel a bit unsettled today, and do you know why? There's another Liam in the basement. There is another Liam in the basement, so I don't know quite how I feel about this. Liam, are you all right with this situation? Well, you know, like in Indiana Jones, where you've got the crystals in the uh, Temple of Doom. I'm not putting any crystals in your temple of doom. together and then it goes a bit weird. It's like that, isn't it? I guess so. We could become really potent. (laughs) We could take over the world. (laughs) All right, here we are. We're colluding. It's going to be a Liam takeover this show. Uh, But in all seriousness, this band here today, uh, fronted by the lovely Sophie Jameson. Say hello, Sophie, again. Hello. There we go. Just gives it some context to the fans. She's sipping on a... Is it herbal tea or is it just water? It's just good old builder's tea. 
Builder's tea. Builder's tea, yeah. yeah. Do you know why the guests are having to drink builder's tea today, Mr Swan? And why they are not fed and why they are not watered to our usual high standards? Talk to us about what happened to the silent buffet this show. The silent buffet is not here, Liam, because I why? had to work uh, to, to about nearly half past five. Right. Whereas you took my house keys at three <laughs> o'clock, so you had ample time to provide something. Look, mate, I have been very busy. Me and Dave got here really early to do this show, so we're going to be really prepared. We got here and we went, <laughs> let's go buy a light. So we wandered around town for an hour and a half, trawling the charity shops for a lamp. And then at that point, I decided I wanted a Holland and Barrett loyalty card. So I went in there and signed up have to Have you a got loyalty. one? Yeah, it's dead good, mate. I'll show you. Look. This is great for radio. Yeah, look. Yeah. It's a Holland and Barrett loyalty card. Oh, yeah. it's massive. I oh, know, it's because it's got your <laughs> dongle on the end. Right? And it means every time I spend money in there, I get... Um, what are you going to be buying in Holland and Barrett? Yogurt-covered raisins, mate. Oh, yeah. Did they, is that where they came from? Yeah. Dead good. Awesome. Um, other, other types of raisins are available, and other times of Barrett are also available. But the main feature of this show is Barrett not home, me. Barrett Holmes. Yeah, Barrett Holmes. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, back to the main feature of the show. <laughs> I feel like we're skirting around it, but we have got a really talented band here all the way from London. How are you guys feeling today? Yeah, good. We've been having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like we're holding a gun to your head. <laughs> Send help. Send help. Uh, these guys, genuinely superbly talented. I believe it was actually the Department of Audio Visual Engineering that turned me on to this band. He's in the room as well. Hello, Dave. Hello. He's just slumped lifeless in the corner, like some sort of handsome St. Bernard's over there. Um, but yeah, he turned me on to this band, and I've been checking them out, and they're pretty good. Have you guys been checking them out? Indeed. Yeah, what do you think of it? They're pretty good. Yeah, what do you think of it, North? Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, you I know actually, no, this time I did some research. I sat on the sofa at about half four yeah. and typed the name into YouTube and listened to some tracks. Oh, okay. So the research has been <laughs> quite thorough. Brilliant. Then. Brilliant. The interview's going to be a cracker. Yeah, well, speaking, <laughs> we are, we are going to be interviewing this band later on. But first of all, we're going to do what we always do and let them start off with a song to really announce yourself to the world of Boys in the Basement. So uh, I'm going to throw the mic over to you guys. Which song are you going to start with today? Um, the first song is called Take. Oh, okay. Well, here's Take, and uh, listen to see what you think of this, and afterwards we're going to chat to them, aren't we, Mr North? We are. Brilliant. Over to you guys.
Yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Oh. <laughs> that was absolutely superb. Thank you very much, guys, for opening our evening of music with that. That has moved us all. I quite enjoyed that. How about you, Swanners? Loved it. Do you know what word I'm going to use? Are you going to say haunting? Yeah, it was quite haunting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm famous for saying the word haunting. Yeah. And, this is your, and, and on your website? On your website, it's got the word haunting, so I was like, happy days. Yeah. I, can, I can use that word to the max. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, I think it was you guys that got uh, reviewed in the, was it the Sunday Times or something recently? And they yeah. described you as haunting. So he loved it, old Swan, because <laughs> yeah. we've been bashing him for the fact that every song we review on the show, he goes, oh, it's quite haunting. It's not every song. Oh, no, some Only of them... songs that do sound haunting. No, yeah. there's two. There's we two. Just... It's, you're either haunting or they've got a good beat. Well, that's music. (laughs) 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 A layman's guide to music. Oh, no, lovely. That was genuinely brilliant. We've got two more songs coming up from you guys later on, so we're looking forward to that. But before we do that, we thought it would be quite good to include you in the show while you're here. (laughs) You up for that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, brilliant. So what happens at this point in the show is Mr North likes to ask his big questions. Um, he has about three stock questions, and after that, he's usually totally off-piste. So we'd like to see how long he can go before he just runs dry. Yeah, I, I'm feeling a bit nervous this time, Liam, because my first question is really difficult with this band. I'm going to give it a go, see what happens. Because um, normally my question is, uh, how do you get your band name? But I guess your name's Sophie. <laughs> it is Sophie. Yeah, so, and this is, you're Jameson, and this is your band. Yes. Yeah, elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, how, how did you fi- how did you find these three fine men? Um, <laughs> I was I'm a very lucky girl, basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, I started gigging after I graduated, and I played like a few gigs a week for about well for a couple of years after. But about six months down the line, I played a gig that Liam's other band um, put on at a pub in Highgate, and um, he saw me play and then came up to me after and said, I play electric guitar, do you want some electric guitar? And I said yes. And then we started playing together and it was going really nicely and we realised we really needed some bass. Um, and Alex um, is Liam's friend from his uni days and a lot earlier as well. And um, and we knew that Alex was looking for a band for a while so um, he um, came practice with us. And um, then we played together for for about a year in that setup, and it was great. And then about in the summertime last year, um, we started looking for a drummer, and um, we asked around a few people, and we practiced with one or two people, and it was seemed it was pretty difficult to um, to find the right person because um, the the way that we write well. That yeah, the way that I wanted percussion to be was a bit unusual, and um, we needed a particularly sort of sensitive drummer. And um, Amos um, is a friend of a friend, and um, we chatted to him for about five months. He came to gigs, and um, we got to know each other, and then we started playing together in December. And um, it's so, been so long evolution. Before yeah. Goes, get together. And did yeah. you think you needed before Liam came up to you? Was it in your mind to? to start adding more in, um, members to your music? I, th- I think it was only just sort of vaguely coming into my mind. Um, I think well, I, basi- I recorded a track for the first time with other instruments um, in like about a month previously to meeting Liam. And um, my producer for that um, said, you know, you know, you could sort of put some electric guitar on this track. And we did it, and it, it just it worked magic. And from then I, I, I'd sort of been just thinking, mm, you know... Yeah, that could be kind of good. And Aline just came up to me and <laughs> just handed it on a plate. Deceived <laughs> months before she didn't realise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and so Liam mentioned earlier that you had um, a review in the Sunday Times. So what's the biggest things that have been happen- happening to you recently? What's the big biggest gigs, etc.? So the last couple of months, yeah, we've been we've been lucky enough to have like slightly more um, upmarket gigs, which has been really really lovely Uh, we played the great escape a couple of weeks ago and that was um that felt like like a like a bit of a landmark for us something that we've always wanted to do and it sort of came up at the very last minute and we were just so so surprised we thought we we thought we hadn't got in and i got an email you know about a month and a half before the festival and we'd given up hope (laughs) and um yeah that was probably been up been a highlight and um a couple of good support slots and um, Alex has just typed into his phone and shown it to me that reminds you that we we got we got, we got a song played on Radio One when it got um, released, which was 
really bloody awesome. Yeah, we've just been lucky, you know. It's, it's, well, um, it sounds like a lot of hard work as well. That goes yeah. into it. They <laughs> mod. They mod. <laughs> always very modest. To be honest, but you had to work hard to get to that stage. Liam's clutching an iPad as if he's got questions, aren't you? Liam? No, well, I've got you three know? questions written down, okay. but okay. I feel like they'll derail yours. No, you're... no, 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 no. You carry on. Because well, I thought I'd just on. do some ice-breaking questions. You know, the big questions like, would you rather have pogo sticks for legs or a squirrel <laughs> army? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were the questions. Oh, he was going to no. with. Yeah. I, thought... I think someone else should answer this question. I think we should first. do one of your questions and one of mine. Let's just pogo around a bit oh you said pogo because I yeah. subliminally put that in your mind did, did you see <laughs> you're so easily influenced yes he's Liam's working so who'd together. rather have the pogo sticks for legs hands up so you so right Liam wants pogo sticks legs. who wants a squirrel army yeah yeah. Cool, yeah. right the squirrel cool, army's definitely. one out <laughs> alright brilliant alright then well my next question is if you had a squirrel army Sophie what would be the first thing you'd get them to do where would you deploy them in the world and what would be their first mischievous <laughs> mission oh my god that's a really overwhelming question um, I, I would have thought that uh, with a squirrel, squirrel army, you'd be able to start uh, quite a lucrative business Ooh. involving nuts. You mm. could. The Sophie Jameson nut experience. <laughs> could be the next well, thing. it is Sophie and three men. Yeah, oh, God, you'd deploy those squirrels to sort of gather nuts, wouldn't you? So Amos has got the business brain here. And all right, Amos, why did it take you five... Because you said you sort of skirted around and sort of danced around with Amos. Was it five months before you joined the band? What took you so long, Amos? Uh, well, I, what, was, I, what was going on there? I, I was actually taking a break from music, still working in music, working at shows, helping other bands out okay. um, in London. Um, and I wasn't necessarily looking to join uh, another band full time. But uh, with Sophie, her music was described to me as folk, first of all. And I, and I thought, well, I'm not a folk drummer as such. So I wasn't I wasn't. I didn't think I was the right person for the job, but then I listened to the music. It was completely different from what I expected. At that point, I wasn't really sure why she was looking for a drummer as such, who, in my, in my mind at that point, um, I thought, okay, it's very atmospheric music, and yeah, sure, I can add like cymbal washes and floor tom rolls and add, add that sort of element, but I wanted to see what the band was like when they played live and just get an idea of what they were like as, as people and, and musicians, so... That that took a while, um, and obviously you liked them. Yeah, I, I liked them. I, I knew it eventually. I was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was interested. Um, I was in, interested from the start. Once I'd um, listened to the EP that uh, Sophie had released, and once once I'd actually sort of listened to that properly and understood where the music music was coming from, um, I just wanted to find out what it was that I could add, um, what what sort of angle I should approach from, and I just yeah sat down and chatted to Sophie a lot. Um, Went to see her play as a solo musician and uh, with Alex and Liam as a trio, and uh, it was after after seeing them over time that um, I realised, yeah, this is this is cool. Let's go and start practicing. And that was in December when I joined, and my first gig was the first show of their first ever European tour, and that was like quite exciting for us. That mm. was earlier this year, and so yeah, first first show was in uh, Darmstadt in Germany. Just actually like a really, really long initiation process. There's a lot of forms and HR yeah. to fill out. Like, there's a big paper jam and sort of coins and a just, sock. Uh, you know, it's you know, you, you send out a memo and his application form took three days to send off. And then to okay. get sounds like there's a lot of tension between who chose who here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I well, quite like. Was it. there any percussion on the trio before, or did you just not have any not, drums? Not in the live set, but. Um, but I think it was when I recorded my first EP that um, I realised that I did want percussion because when when I recorded that, um, I kind of went into it not really knowing how it was going to come out. I had the songs that I wanted. I just wanted to make it something that I could sell at gigs and just sort of have the thrill of having a CD in my mm. hands and all that. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, the through the recording process um i think the songs developed a lot and i realized or there were a lot of things that i could do that i didn't know that i could do and then from then on i started to write with a lot more percussion in, in my head and now it's like one of the first things that um comes into my head when i'm writing music so and do you write a hundred percent of it or do you write a, a do you write the frame of a song and then let the guys sort of thrash out the detail the first songs, like most of the songs that we play, um, I wrote and then brought to the band, and then we worked through them as a, as like suddenly you know a band in a band arrangement. But 
for you know the last year and a half when I write songs I write them with the band in mind and that means that I write in a slightly different way sometimes I will I will write each of the parts as I go along or think about them but sometimes that just doesn't come you know sometimes a song will sort of fall out and um <laughs> that sounds a bit weird but it kind of come out really easily and then you kind of think about that stuff later but it happens in a variety of ways and like the guys do masses I mean Liam um Liam and I sort of work together from the start and I think Liam understands really well like what the songs that I write need for the electric so we sort of tend to work through his parts together and he has ideas and I have ideas and we usually come up with something together. Alex writes a lot of his own parts and we work, again, we just sort of do it, work through it together and um, Amos, like, probably, I probably tell, tell you quite strictly what to, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't really let Amos. <laughs> yeah. so I'm always asking, when can I bring my hi-hat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did notice that. You obviously you bought your drum kit, but there was no hi-hat with your setup. Is that normal? Um, and this well, is a bit of a boring drummer conversation here. Like, to people who don't understand and aren't cool like drummers, the hi-hat is the... Well, well how would you describe I a hi-hat? I would describe the hi-hat as the two symbols that crash together when you press a pedal. There we go. So that's the layman's thing. But yeah, it's the ones that you control with your foot. So you haven't got that in your current setup. But why is that? And is there plans to bring it in over time? Uh, well, I, I this goes back to when I fir- uh, first heard all the uh, like the music from the first EP... And I didn't hear any hi-hat on there, so my approach was, okay, so what I understand from your music is that there are atmospheric elements and they don't involve like regular sort of rhythm patterns, so I don't need to start the song or really end the song at the moment. Um, and it's, it's, it's just where we are at the moment. There's not any need for a hi-hat, and uh, because the music is very spacious and minimalistic from a percussion rhythm point of view, why put in or why start using something you don't actually need that much mm. so like even today it's just floor tom bass drum snare with the snare turned off and a couple of cymbals and uh, like a sampler to add add in some extra effects but um i can actually slim down even more than that but Ooh. these are the these are the things that i needed for the three songs that we played today so okay. Okay. and also, also the, the first song you heard today uh called take that uh that was probably the most rhythmic song that we have at the moment we are heading in a more sort of a percussion driven direction but that's all to come uh, it's a slow takeover from the it's a slow and it's interesting for me as well I've, I've i've played for years playing all the way through a song so this is also challenging to me and that goes back to why i i spent so much time watching the band play and listening to the music before i made a a uh, decision to to join and i just wanted to be sure it's the right thing um but that's uh, maybe that's also just the way i work just it's a whole mix of things awesome right well i've heard quite enough about you talking about your sound i want a bit of that sound now to happen in my ears so you guys are for doing another song now yeah because you've got me all you've got me all my juices are flowing now and i want to enjoy the main course so what song are you going to treat us to next um this is a song from the ep Ooh. it's called i don't
Thank you ever so much, guys. That was sensational. And what was that track called again? I don't. I don't. And uh, you said it was on your EP. Yes. Now, where could we find your EP? Uh, it's on the internet. Yeah, a lot um, of things are these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on iTunes and Amazon and. Was it on? Is that, I think I was listening to it earlier on Spotify. Would that be likely? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah, find it on there. It's everywhere. Right now, there's something very important that's been on my mind a little bit. And that's having another Liam here has really got me thinking. Oh, God. Because <laughs> oh, I'm sure no. Liam's been thinking this as well. Like, what is our name all about? <laughs> so I've decided to a bit... I've got some Liam facts here for you. Okay, shoot. That I found on the internet. So do you know what Liam is short for, Liam? Uh, it's Gaelic for William. Uh, it's actually Irish oh. for Ulium. And <laughs> what? <laughs> itself a derivative of the Frankish Wilhelm. The original, yeah, 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 William. Yeah, that is William. William, right? The original yeah, he's name. Just reading, he doesn't know. No, 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 no. Hang on. <laughs> I, I, I don't. How dare you? Look, people thought Socrates was mad when he first talked, and look, now they appreciate him in retrospect. So you've got the chance to make it right here and now, North, and realise what a genius okay, I am. Okay, read on. Read on. Yeah. Oh, hang on, I've lost my place. All oh, the scroll, the scriptures. The original name was a merging of the old German elements, villa which means will or resolution, and also helmer, which means helmet. So I don't know how I feel about our name being derived from the word helmet, um, and therefore means helmet of will. <laughs> which perhaps, if I ever entered a career in the adult film industry, that could be what I would call myself. So there we I, go. It's the short answer. I know this is off the Wikipedia entry because I was looking at it the other day. <laughs> it's what we do, hey! <laughs> Sometimes, man, my, you need to Google oh. yourself. No, no, my, my, my um, German work colleague was having a baby with an Irish guy, and she was like, what's a good name? And I went, Liam, and then I had to justify it. Oh, and well, I was like, it's German and Irish. Come yeah, on, exactly. And, um, and, and his, for your friends, they will want to know this, that in 2008, according to the Office of National Statistics, Liam was the 22nd most popular baby name. That was down to us. And in 2012, it ranked sixth, so it's going up. There are a lot of Liams taking over this I don't world. think I like it. Because it gets really confusing in conversation, as we've already found out. Yeah, I find it a bit baffling, but also this could be the first job for our squirrel army. We oh. train it to go and assassinate, via the ninja techniques, all the other limbs in the world. It gets to a stalemate with us two, though. Yeah, and then oh, then we'd just be, like, sleeping with one eye open, because you'd be gunning for me, I'd be gunning for you. Oh, God, it'd be never-ending. Like Let's that, just take like out... The Hunger Games for the Liam edition. <laughs> yeah, that is the follow-up to the Hunger Games. It's going to be edition. great. So, yeah, I think that was really valuable content for our listeners, there, and I think they'll enjoy knowing those Liam facts, and also what I would do with a squirrel army. I feel enlightened. Okay. I feel enlightened no, constantly. you knew it all already. Well, I knew it. Uh, just nice to be uh, confirmed. Yeah. No, brilliant. But we probably should talk to the band a little bit, because we've got some great names. Amos, that's an interesting name, isn't it? What's that about? That's a very interesting <laughs> name. What would you like to know about my name? Well, just, I mean, uh, do you have origins that may be a little bit foreign? Is there a little bit of something foreign? Well, it's like Norse talking. <laughs> I don't know, Amos, because that's not, I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get into dangerous territory here, but that doesn't seem like a traditional English name, but this is, I'd... This is Nigel Farage, like, asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's been a takeover. <laughs> no, but Amos, it's a very interesting name. What are its roots? The roots are, I had, uh, or I still have a mum and a dad, and they just chose the name. That's, that's basically <laughs> it. Right, give them a ring. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I've, I've, I've actually asked them why why they named me Amos, and they just said they, they actually did like the name, and it comes from uh, the Old Testament, the 8th ah. century prophet Amos. Mm. One of the lower level prophets. But it's still a prophet. Still a prophet, you know, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't diss it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. You know, any other questions about names while well, me and Liam are here with no. all the knowledge? No? Brilliant. With all the knowledge. <laughs> with all the knowledge. <laughs> name knowledge is my new feature. Uh, but no, talking about the band, like we know a little bit about how you build your music and how you've come to be, but I'd like to get to know you guys a little bit more, you know, personally, a little bit sort of intimate. Oh, easy. Easy, Liam. Oh, sweet, sweet. He's undoing his trousers. He's not really. Uh, so what do you guys do when you're not doing music? Like, what sort of hobbies and interests have you got sort of outside of the band? Well, when we're not gigging... Um, well, basically, I mean, we all um, pretty much work full-time, so... Um, there's the evenings and the weekends, and um, when we're not gigging, there's band practice, there's the <laughs> odd meeting with music people, Ooh. and then the rest of the time, well, I've got to write some songs, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to read books, but I haven't done that in a really long time. <laughs> what was the last book you read? Um, I actually read a book when we were on tour in, um, in Europe about... Oh, it was so dire. I don't know how to describe it. It's about a guy who... Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. No, never mind. <laughs> no, that's not... North got his head in his hand. Okay, I'm going to change that. I really love MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> what a save! What a U-turn! Amazing. No. What is it you like about MasterChef? Are you a keen chef? Um... 
I, w- I had this conversation with Alex's mum earlier. I, lo- I love cooking, but I'm rubbish at it, and, and I don't have time, and my mum doesn't like me making a mess in the kitchen. So <laughs> I basically, like, I make sort of cold salads out of out of leftovers and stuff <laughs> in the, in the cupboards. <laughs> that, that I have, like, after gigs and band practice. Oh, hello. Hello. Here's yeah. Alex, bass player extraordinaire. Uh, I was going to say, I felt like with these questions, you kind of assuming that we'd have some really rock and roll stories and rock and roll antics, but it is pretty much band practice. And MasterChef. <laughs> that, there's nothing well, more the food network, Whatever's on the Food Network is pretty good. I'm off work at the moment, so I have a lot of time to watch. Why well, are you network. off work? Have you been? Is, is there some the sort question? of uh, yeah. suspended with an investigation pending or something? Or are you in trouble? <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 always, it's all good. It's all, oh, it's all, it's it's all, it's all positive. I'm glad I tiptoed around it. Yeah, <laughs> well, that could have been awkward. Uh, no, no, I've just. Um, it, we've, we've had a really busy couple of like eight months, really. We've, we've been non stop this year, and uh, I had an opportunity to have some gap out of work and just you know enjoy some of the summer so that's what i've been doing by watching a lot of daytime tv double double episode of fraser every morning oh yes big up big up big up love fraser maybe they should make a daytime tv the musical and combine all the main characters from daytime tv jeremy kyle richard and judy (laughs) on a journey jeremy kyle plays the bad guy it would be amazing it'd be like a rock opera what do you think of that then? No, I, I think it's oh, okay. I think well, that's a yeah, terrible just, idea. Just spitballing, you know. <laughs> yeah, one day it will take yeah. off. If it happens, remember I had that but, idea but first. I, Alex has this really massively busy time at work, and they're really quiet because he does something quite exciting in his job. Tell everyone what you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I work in film. I put in the I do visual effects for films, so I put in the CGI aliens and uh, spaceships and Which all the. the and they not just into it. every film, only where it's appropriate. No, in every film. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alex, we've got a pride and prejudice here, and we would like you to do some CGI on it. Ah, oh, yeah, Zygons, let's put them in. You know what pride and prejudice is missing? Predator. Oh, actually, cool, that's, a good, that's a good shout. I like that. So is that quite an exciting job? Uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. It's, it's great, but it is like, it's all it's at once. It's very intense, so juggling that with, with the band stuff as well. So this is why I've been able to take some time off. And mm. it's, it's great, I love it. You can't not do Liam does a similar job as well. Wow, and do you get to go to film premieres and stuff? Well, I got to go and see Les Mis. They had Hugh Jackman there giving a little speech beforehand. It was great. Oh, I love you. What well, aliens were in Les Mis? Was... <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist. Hugh, Hugh. Wait for the sequel. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I know he is, but if you not in Les Mis, he's No, not. if you watch Rise Past the Credits, there's a bit where he just murders them all. In Les Mis, he just dies an old man. No, that's what you think. <laughs> what you think. I did see the new X-Men film the other day, actually, and I would give it a good 9 out of 10. I liked it. That's my film review for the day. Anything you want to add to that, North? Have you seen it? No, I'd like to know what the the highest that like, box office <laughs> film you guys have worked in. There, who's the, who's, 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 who's winning? Who's winning? Out of you two? Well, from from uh, from being in the band with both Alex and Liam, they haven't really worked on anything that's been a hit but, <laughs> until now. Until, until the Sophie Jameson EP. <laughs> <laughs> it's very controversial. I don't know why you've asked this question, but am I? <laughs> I may have worked on the biggest flops of all time. <laughs> had, it, had it been financially a bit more successful, no one would have heard of this movie. Yeah, but it was the biggest flop of all time and is, of course, called uh, John Carter. So he's actually the biggest flop of all time. Is that I, officially substantiated? Yeah, I spent a year and a half working on the biggest oh, flop of all time. Oh. Although, in all honesty, though, that film did get a lot of its lot of praise for the graphical effects, didn't it? Yeah, it that was, was one great. of its saving graces. Uh, it, it didn't have any aliens in before it, but after I finished it, <laughs> yeah, loads of aliens. Yeah, initially it was a rom com. It was going to be called John Carter goes to the house in the country. And like, John Carter, what? He's on Mars oh, or something. John Carter, what on Mars or something? Oh, <laughs> cultural buffoon. Don't pretend you weren't there on opening day. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've just heard how bad it was. <laughs> no, I, I think it's probably all right. Actually, I actually heard some good things about that film. I think it just was confusing because the trailers didn't really say what it was about. And they spent a lot of money on it, didn't they? Mm. So, so Sophie, these two boys in your band working in films, are you a bit of a film buff? Do you like to watch these, the films they do? Um, um, <laughs> no, yes or no? You're more um, of a book person. I'm not, I'm not I, to be honest, I, I, I just listen to a lot of music. Okay. That's what I mostly do. I mean, my, my free time is on the train to and from work. <laughs> okay. and, um, and sometimes like a bit of time at the weekend but mostly I, I listen to a lot of music and and I've, I'm I'm hoping to like shove reading back into real life soon mm. <laughs> but yeah that that actually reminded me that um, before we went on tour together 
uh, we watched, sat down and watched Spinal Tap. This oh. is Spinal Tap together. <laughs> and Sophie had never seen. So, uh, yeah, oh, we, we tried to look out for those moments on, on tour as well. So, did, yeah. did you have any Spinal Tap moments then on tour? I mean, there were, but, <laughs> there, there were moments when, um, you know, we'd pull up to uh, an address for a radio session or, or something um, and Sophie would run out of the, the car but obviously you're, you're in Germany it's the wrong side of the road so she'd just run out into traffic oh, yeah. like, oh my god this, this could be you know this is the last time we, we might have like seen Sophie she'd disappear like, we don't even know where she's going it's a bit like that like a mischievous puppy sort yeah. of running but out if, if Sophie was no longer here which of you would be the band be named after oh uh, <laughs> who's, who's next in line that's quite a morbid question yeah. <laughs> so if Sophie has in the uh, event of your death if, if, if Sophie not, was not scattered across the autobahn <laughs> we, we've already planned for this like we're us, oh, no. <laughs> us three the remains of us three will create the Sophie Jameson experience we will go around to local oh. schools and everyone can sing karaoke with the live bands and then eventually like you know, Liam and Amos will leave and it'll just be me and it'll be the Alex Bettencourt experience from the Safie Jameson experience and, and you just, still go around the schools or yeah or just, just, just go around the schools it's very dodgy to be traipsing around schools on your own Alex <laughs> especially if you get to the point where you're so old everyone's died off uh, <laughs> like a bearded Bettencourt if, if, if you swap the bass for a wobble board yeah you're being well controversial today yeah, what's, new, what's new oh Jesus <laughs> Christ Oh, I hope we don't well, mention the war. I was going to say you, like could, you can CGI some like uh, <laughs> some band members in and like have a hol- hologram going on. And that's a good. Th- that's actually a good question, Alex. Are you good enough at CGI to be able to like reanimate like an animated version of Sophie if she did accidentally get run over on the autobahn? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, we'd have a lot of free time if Sophie wasn't about. I guess so, <laughs> every time, so I would be able to have the time to do it. Um, not that I would want that though. That, yeah. that, that's that's plan D or E. You know, not pla- plan A is. I'd be worried it's that high up the order. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, plan A is all that you live long and healthy lives. I mean, that's what we're gunning for. But you got to think one of you could, because we had this conversation the other day in our band, and we were thinking like. When you get old, like, because I really like playing music at the moment, and then one day I'll get old, and all the people I like playing music with will just die. And even worse than that is I will one day die, but before that there might be a time when I'm just too old to physically do the music, and that makes me feel really sad. I don't really know why I brought it up, really, just kill the mood like that. Yeah, but yeah. Before that, worry. though, we'll get to the stage where no one wants to see you, because you're just... Because I'll be sad. I'll be playing dust music, and cobwebs. Playing music from an era no one listens to anymore. Hey, look, just be there for your own even benefit. in 2070, people will still want a, co- a, a cover version of Call Me Baby. I guarantee it. There'll be someone that wants it. It'll be the future's teenage kicks, I'll tell you that for a start. But back to the band. So, if all of you stay alive, right, for like longer than like a year or two, what's the, what's the next thing on your guys' radar? As a collective as a band um well we're hoping to record a second ep over the summer and um and i think the sound for that will be developing a little bit um and then from then i think we just i don't know i mean we sort of go one step at a time and um we're just trying to enjoy what we're doing and make the best music we can so maybe there'll be an album after that but i don't know yet you know one thing at a time. <laughs> no, very good way to approach it. And speaking of one thing at a time, I think it's now time for you to do your one last song that you've got for us before you. you guys have to go. Uh, and what one are you going to play for us now? Um, this was our first single. It's also on our first EP. It's called Waterloo. Oh, now I like this one. This was a song that we actually awarded Record of the Fortnight to a little oh. while ago. In our, when that was actually voted for by... It wasn't just us. It was, we had guests here. We had guests as well. And yeah. they voted for it as well. So it became... Obviously, you're paying attention oh, wow. to what we do. So, brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we gave it Record of the Fortnight. So um, we, we are in love with the song. I really like the song. And you've, uh, you're going to treat us to it now. So um, I hand it back over to you for your final song of the show. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot for having us.
by what I said a few weeks ago that is a cracking tune and I really enjoyed seeing it happen right in front of me that made the experience all the more special thank you so much guys for coming in and spending time with us and also playing three marvellous songs you've come here all the way from London now you've got to go back haven't you yeah which is well I feel bad because we did mess around a little bit earlier and it's made us a little bit late but you know thank you for not getting angry with us it was really worth that Holland and Barrett card we don't normally have fun so it's been you don't know (laughs) (laughs) yes If you could put that review on iTunes, like, we don't usually have fun, but this was all rad. Uh, right, well, we're in the last section of the show now, uh, and this is where we have uh, pretty much our only bit of content we've ever managed to consistently put in a show, uh, which is where we chat about the news. So, uh, Mr. North, do you want to take it no, away? I don't really feel like it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I'm... Oh, that's... No, so oh, you... Wow. That's that means I've got to go, it's the news! <laughs> This is the news. 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 It's the news! So there we go, in spite of Mr. North's attempts to derail the news, it will continue as so. Now this is a part of the show and for the Sophie Jameson's band benefit, right? We picked news stories that are actually happening now. They're from within the last week, but they might have slipped off the radar of like the big news stories. You wouldn't see Trevor McDonald chatting. What happened to Trevor McDonald? I realize he doesn't do the news at ten anymore. I think he's retired. He's oh, quite okay. old now. <laughs> but the thing is, is like people like him don't look like they ever age. He's been the same age. I remember him being that old when I was young, and now he just looks the same. A bit like um, Bruce Forsyth. Never he, ages. He's definitely well. aged. Yeah, but they just they're all. And that woman who plays Jessica Fletcher in Murder She Wrote. I rem- she was old when I was young and she's old now she was never not old I don't think they record it anymore is that why? no they're bringing it back a new series coming uh, a new series that's true that's God's honest truth oh god I hope they reanimate yeah. Columbo yeah. as well <laughs> let's get them all in a great big gang it could be like the Avengers you get Jonathan Creek in there as well imagine the potency of that crime solver anyway right so the new stories that happen I've picked three headlines right and I read out the three headlines and we vote on which one we want to actually hear right here we go so headline number one woman scares off stalker by stripping headline number two Grand's corpse on display in a rocking chair. And the final headline, X-Men fan invents magnetic shoes. <laughs> so, out of that, oh, that's a which one, one do you want to hear? Tough one. The corpse sounds quite dark, but could be entertaining in a kind of <laughs> weird way. Yeah. 
We really what, do the, what do the band want to do? Yeah, what does the band? Which one do you want to hear I, about? I like the sound of the corpse. Okay. <laughs> 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 so we're going to let Amos have this one. Right, it looks like we're going to hear about the corpse on display. Here we are, Mr. Swan, the tablet of news. <laughs> that is a hideous photograph. I know, it's the actual woman. It's in an actual woman, yeah. We'll pass it round uh, yeah. when I'm done. Grand- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm done. <laughs> Grand's corpse on display in rocking chair. The body of an 80-year-old woman was positioned in her favourite rocking chair wearing her wedding dress for her wake in Puerto Rico. Georgina Chavoni Lauren, who died of natural causes, was put on display in her red cushioned rocking chair for the wake in San Juan. She was dressed in her wedding gown from her second marriage 32 years ago and surrounded by plants and flowers. Her daughter, <laughs> Miriam Chevney, said her mother specified that this was how she imagined her wake. The wake was held at Marin Funeral Home, which is well known for putting on unusual thematic wakes. At one wake, a, oh, I thought it said a stained boxer, it said a slain boxer, <laughs> was, memor- was memorialised standing in a makeshift boxing ring. At another, the deceased was propped up on his motorcycle. That was the story. Wow. It's always nice to end a, you know, Peter's premiere podcast on the note of death. Yeah. I think that's always a nice note to end on. But it has been a really good show today. I've thoroughly enjoyed the energy and enthusiasm and just darn right niceness that the Sophie Jameson band have brought for us today. So should we give them a little round of applause? Yeah. Thank you ever so much, guys. It's been cracking to have you here and we wish you well in the future and we'll be keeping an eye on what you're up to. Um, how have you found your experience here today? It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. That's all right. No, you're very welcome. God, I think that's all I've really got to say about that, isn't it? Anything yeah. you want to add, Mr North? No, it's fine. It's time to end. Why, why, why are you so keen to go? I don't know. I'm quite hungry. Uh, I, I had to look in Swan's cupboards early and all he had was some dry cracker bread. No, he had jammy dodgers as well. Yeah, I've got two soft jammy dodgers. They're all yours, Mr. North, if you really want them. What, what, what an invite. What an invite. So whilst North goes off to forage for jammy dodgers in the rainforest of life, what are you going to be up to, Swanners? I'll probably go with him. There's oh, two. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, I ate some fish in your kitchen earlier, so your bin might smell a bit funny. Excellent, thanks. But for I was very tidy with how well, I... You enjoy that when you go home. And I have to live with the fishy smell. Then. <laughs> I just want <laughs> to warn you in case you thought something had gone horribly wrong. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, thank you ever so much to the Sophie Jameson Band for coming along. All of them have been marvellous. Thank you to Swan for being here and just, just being nice and wearing what is quite... I, I think that shirt might be controversial. I don't quite it's know. It's not controversial. Uh, well, Mr North as well for turning up red and sunburnt. It's always nice to have one sort of Alf Garnet-style character with a knotted hanky on his head slurring racist statements at the people walking past the window. And thank you to me as well for being so bleeding brilliant. And thank you for Liam for coming here and making Liam the most popular name in this room. High five! Yeah! Brilliant. Any final words, Liam? Don't think I have any, really. Okay, brilliant. Well, that's yeah, all right. Yeah, brilliant final words. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, next show, what have we got coming up? We've got... Uh, I think we've got a guest, haven't we? Yeah, another one. We What's have her yeah, name? another one. Helen Amici. That's... Oh, thank God you... <laughs> God, actually, how did you know that? Oh. I never, ever pay attention to who's yeah, coming on God, the show. Thank God for that. Yeah, we've got Helen Amici coming on the next show. She's an R&B singer from London, so that's going to be fun, I think. Uh, very North inter- interview should be a classic. Yes. His, also, what you know about R&B can, I, can I be written get, on a I postage will, stamp. I will buy the R&B thesaurus in next I look forward to you turning up like a G'd up homie with like medallions <laughs> and a backwards baseball cap. Uh, yes, that's going to be nice. Uh, check us out on Facebook in between the show, facebook.com slash boys in the basement UK. Um, we'll post photos. There'll also be videos from this show of the band playing live. And on Twitter, there'll be that as well, which is Bitbuck Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> and there'll be stuff on YouTube, as I said at the start of the show. But yeah, it's been great. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we've been the boys. This has been the basement. And you've been the listener. Goodbye. Goodbye.